Welcome to track number six of Moses and His Associates. Thank you. Amen. How revelation helps your calling. Amen. Now, it is very, very important for us to have a revelation, amen, of very, very important things, all right, that we need to have about Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, the first thing is, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Let us read from verse 17. Okay, are you there? What does it say? Pardon? No, 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 let's read it slowly, please. Ready, go. Yes. Yes. Amen. Okay. That the God of all glory will give you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. Some years ago, a lady called me from England and she said to me, she was waiting on the Lord and she said that she realized something about how important it was to work for God. One of our lay pastors, you know, and she said to me that, Bishop, it seems you saw something long ago. Amen. And I want us to realize that somebody does something because he has seen something. You get it? And until you have a revelation, you don't really do much. So as I'm praying, I'm just praying that God will touch your heart. Because if you see, ah, nothing can hold you back. May you see in Jesus' name. Stand on your feet and lay your hands on your eyes that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Open my eyes, O Lord. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. In the name of Jesus. Now, there's a second prayer that I want us to pray. And that prayer is found in Second, second Kings. Don't bother to open. I'm just telling you. Second Kings where Elisha prayed for Gehazi. And said, Lord... Open his eyes that he may see. Let us also pray that prayer for ourselves. That God, open my eyes. Pray about it. God, open my eyes. I pray. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open my eyes. In the name of Jesus Christ. Open my eyes. Pala Ramanda. My spiritual eyes. Oh yeah. Pray for visions and revelation. Oh yes, Lord. Sonulara, Rimbeledire, Rangelere, Lambre, Gele, Broselandre, Beshindele, Berele, Mandara, Ramamandele, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes. Amen. Now, the third prayer concerning your eyes that I want us to pray is in Revelation, where he said, Pray that God will anoint thine eyes with eyes that you may see. Lay your hands again or lift your hand and ask God, anoint my eyes that I may see, that I may know. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, Marambaranda Lambaranda Landundundular and Delere Davalara. Hayalada Shabaralada Barandala Darada. Ha Rimbelede Rambalada Rimbelede Rambalada. Holo Ramandele Bekemaralamandele. Anoint my eyes, Lord. Anoint my eyes. That I may see. That I may know. That I may see. That I may know. Anoint my eyes, O Jesus. Anoint my eyes. Anoint my eyes. Anoint my eyes. Samakala. Kala direbe. Shambarali. Dereme la sandala manoli. 
In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord, for your great blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to pray these scriptures again and again. And I believe that God is going to anoint your eyes that you see. How many realize that if suddenly you, you saw your eyes open, you saw an angel here, you saw an angel here, and then you saw thousands of angels with these angels guarding only me. How many realize that you will suddenly take me more seriously? Will you not take me more seriously? Uh, but you can't see. So if you could see, suddenly you, you, you sort of become different. And that's what God is refusing to do to show you things so that you'll be afraid. You must believe faith is assurance of things you can't see. Things hoped for. Evidence of things you can't see. Okay? So God is expecting you to operate even though you can't see. But sometimes glimpses. Just a glimpse can really, really make a difference. May you have a glimpse into glory. In Jesus' name. Now, sit down. The more revelation you have, the more you do better in the ministry. So revelation helps your calling. And I want to show you, Peter had a great revelation. And that greatly helped his ministry. Peter answered and said unto him, Matthew 16, verse 17 and 18. Jesus answered and said unto him, Matthew 16, Blessed art thou, Simon, by Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That was in Matthew chapter 16 at the very end okay so revelation helps you greatly to know who you are dealing with and that is what is very important about revelation to know who you are dealing with people have spiritual identities and you must know who they are some person is somebody is identified spiritually as a prophet some are identified as a pastor. Some are identified as an apostle. But who are you dealing with? Amen. Now if you read the verse before, I'm sure you want points. But if you look at the verse before, Matthew 16, what does it say? Some say you are John the Baptist. Okay? Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are a prophet. But who do you say that I am? So, the first point that if you want to really point is that you must have a revelation of a person or of people. And revelation of a person must be specific. Because a prophet... It's not the same as Jesus. Amen. John the Baptist is not the same as Jesus. Okay. Elijah is, is like Jesus, but it's not the same. So it's important for you to have a revelation. Now, Pastor Joel is an apostle to America. Yeah. But you see, you may not know that. And you may not relate with him that way. And in fact, you probably wouldn't even know that. And one of the ways you can know that is by the appreciation that you have of him. Yeah. Sometimes by even the offerings that you would give to the person shows you the level of appreciation of who the person is. You see. And, and what I'm saying is that. Revelation greatly helps you. And you can see from Jesus' response. To the realization of Peter. Of who he was. He changed completely towards him. In fact the next week. In Matthew 16, 17. He took him to the Mount of Transfiguration. He started to go further with him. Yes. 
when you don't recognize people, people, I'm saying people, you don't do well. And some of you, you see, you are like equals. Some of you, you treat Pastor Joel as one amongst equals. Or, how do you say, uh, the first amongst equals. That's That's what they call it. That's how you treat him. I'm not saying that you treat me any better, but I'm talking about him. And, and, and basically, I'm talking to the pastors because the shepherds and the people cannot do more than what the pastors do. It's true. The recognition. You are Jesus. You are not just a prophet. You are not just an Elijah. You are Christ. It's a very, very important... You see, if some of you have been the geo in America or the main person here in America... For all these years, maybe the church will not be here today. It's, it's sometimes the value of somebody is seen in the absence of the person. The absence of the person will show you what you look at many churches and ministries which have come to America to try and start churches. One after the other, orangulization, collapsing, takeovers, what have you. You can see the interest of men is very, very paramount. Huh? Are you there or you, 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 yeah. So, you must have a revelation of a person, if you are to do well in them, because you too, you are a person. So, when you can't recognize somebody, you can't recognize yourself. I mean, even animals recognize this is a cat. I can't sleep with it because I am a dog. Have you ever seen a dog chasing a goat to sleep with it? They are able to recognize their own species. And that's why many of you, you may rather qualify to be cell leaders rather than pastors. Because you don't recognize something. So how do you become something you don't recognize? No, I'm asking you, you are a dog, you are chasing a goat to sleep with the goat. Are you really a, a, a dog? You must be a goat. Because you can't recognize dogs from goats. You see, when they want, all have four legs. And they are all on the street. You can't recognize apostles. You can't recognize prophets. That's why I'm saying to that. Let me introduce myself to you. That maybe I don't, they don't call me prophet back. And I don't say that says the Lord. So when I come, you may not have that mind of whatever. So the seer has come or the prophet has come. You know what I have seen? If you don't recognize a person, and I tell you, that is why many times pastors organize like for instance we have pastors appreciation day sometimes they organize whatever but you can see that the people don't know who the person is you know but it's, it's of greater concern more with the pastors there's a difference between for instance giving an offering and sowing a seed into the life of the man of God and you see, you have to mature to appreciate that and to appreciate the differences. Otherwise, you will never be recognized as a pastor. They always treat you as a brother who is trying to talk too much from the book of Matthew. <laughs> That's the truth, my dear. What I'm telling you is the truth. Perhaps Pastor Joel's mistake is that he stayed around you too long lay people. So you think he's one of you. That's his mistake. Actually, not like I, it is his mistake. Yeah. Because you are here for financial reasons. But he is not. He, I can send him out of this country. But you, I cannot. <laughs> True. I can say move, move, move. But you, I cannot. So there's a difference. Lisa, can I send you out of this country? You see, it's not nice for you to say no, but I mean, the answer is no. <laughs> what do you think? Is what I'm saying making any sense to you? When you are with a great person, the person is weaving with you, eating with you, bathing with you, everything, the ability to still see who he is is what we call revelation. Yeah. Few people have revelation. I was sitting by a man of God. He's a rejoiner's friend. 
close friend of Rick Joyner. <laughs> and I was telling him, oh, Rick Joyner is a very great person and all that. So he was talking. Then I said to him, I started to talk to him. I, when I sat on the flight, he was sitting by me. Very, very close friend of Rick Joyner. So I said, as we got talking, then I said to him, oh, have you read the final question? Oh, he's seen the book and I mean, he's whatever. Then at the point, I said, you don't know what is in the book. So I started to talk to him. Can you believe, when I sat down, the plane hadn't gone. I mean, hadn't moved. We, we stayed there for another 30 minutes till we got to Accra. I said that he couldn't sleep and I could, I started, I was telling him about said I'll take, my book, my, my final question was there, I just put it out. And I started to say, then he was, he was amazed. By the time we got to Accra, six hours later, I was only showing him who rejoiner was the person that he's moving with. If he rejoiner re- refers to him in one of his books. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. You see, you can be by somebody. And in fact, because you are by somebody, I don't even know who the person is. That, that is even your problem. I talked with him for six and a half hours till we got to Accra. Then he was Tell me, is there, is there something else in the book? Then I said, okay, then I'll turn to another place. And I, would take, I took him through the whole book. He brought himself and I was also happy to talk. <laughs> then I said, I now see. And he said, he has never had such an experience to sit, I mean, like this. Not a wink. But you see, you can be with somebody and you know. That is why that woman, the woman with the, not the issue of blood, you see, I always think of bad things. The woman with the alabaster box who came to see Jesus. It's true. Most of the people with rejoiner don't know who he is. It's true. Don't recognize that it's not this, this, this. You see, the things that the person is close to, but it's not that. There's something and something to you. It's so important. And I can see. To me, as a minister, I sense the maturity of the people by their appreciation of the minister. Oh, yes. It's true. I mean, I, I can Because what, what I say maturity, I mean, now, when Bishop uh, Juanita died the funeral on the Sunday, I asked, How many were at the funeral? How many were not at the funeral? Plenty. And I was saying, now look at the church. Your pastor's wife is dead. And you will not come to the funeral. And I, I just said to myself, oh, these people, that's how they are. Those who value a certain... I mean, the whole place was... It was a very, very huge uh, funeral. It was not about the attendance, but I, I did that to, to see a point of what I already thought about them. They just fulfilled it exactly. It's true. You can see the sense of people's appreciation of a person. I'm telling you. That's why that woman with the alabaster, and usually, eh, usually, it is an odd person who comes to appreciate, but not even the main disciples. If I look at my life, I mean, if, if I look at even this church in America, the person who has ever appreciated me is a lady whom I don't know. I, do, I don't even know her. If she's even here. Ever appreciate. It's not, not these pastors who I, I see here. No, no, no at all. They appreciate me very much supporting the ministry and all that. I really appreciate But I'm talking about that you want to bestow this oil on you. It's not the pastors. That's my experience. I'm not saying you don't do it, but I'm talking about a level. I'm not talking about, look, I'm not in need of money. That's one I can tell you. I'm probably richer than most of you here. It's a fact. I don't want to, I'm not appealing for anything. But I'm saying that, you see, somebody can even sow 10 CDs, $10. Now, our money is the same as dollar. 10. 10. And you know that this person is given, is, is bestowed a certain love. Recently, a certain man came and said he wanted to do something for me. I can't say exactly what he was going to do, but he was going to do something. You know, and I was thinking about it the other day. I was saying that if this man does what he said he has done, 
that I would go to him and say to him, you know, nobody has ever, I would expect you to do that. Nobody has ever behaved like this since, I, since the church began. I mean, for that thing alone, there's a certain honor. That's why Jesus said, look, this woman, what she has done, it will always be mentioned. Yeah. So I'm saying this to say to you that you, many of you don't know who Pastor Joel is in relation to you. In the UK, some, when I, I was appointing a bishop-elect as somebody who would be a successor to a bishop, I appointed Pastor Richard. Some people don't, you don't know. You, see, you don't know who Pastor Richard is. Yeah. If you knew, you know this thing is a special gift from God. Yeah. And it makes a lot of the things that we are doing and we have been able to do possible. So a revelation of a person, just like John the Baptist will come. Walk here. Just go down and stand in the corner by the, the, the thing that be able to point a person and say that that is the savior of the world. That, that person going there says, go savior. Savior of the world. It, it, it takes revelation to know, just be walking quietly as a savior on the side. It takes revelation to see that this is the savior. Mm, savior. Savior of what? The world. It can't be. I mean, are you the savior? Yeah. But sometimes it's the, it's the, it's the women. They are like that. That's why I mean. I, I, I believe I appreciate and all that. A lot of things should not be done husband and wife. Just you. Do what you want. Spirituality is not husband and wife. Spirituality, whatever. When you die, you die alone, and your call is you alone. Oh, it's not about you and we together. There's some people who like to, they will write a, a, a letter say Jack and Jill. I mean, when they sign Jack and Jill, everything Jack and Jill. You Jack Toronto, what are you doing yourself? Say everything Jack and Jill. Savior, come back slowly. Hey. She's the savior of the world. Can this be the savior? It, it takes something great to see that oh, this is the savior. I mean, how? Keep going, John Christ. Mina eh? <laughs> <laughs> John Christ. Hey. It takes a lot. Yeah. It takes a lot. And that's what I'm saying that you may not know what who is Pastor Joel. If only you catch your mind back, remember? used to travel from New York to where you were every Sunday. He met even pastors who said, you, you, are, you must be out of your mind. He used to drive like that. He had a way of lying in the car and drive like that. He was tired, tired man. Fighting for you to exist. Just come like that for five hours. In that Hyundai, he had a Hyundai. Old one. Like that. <laughs> But maybe if it was you, it wouldn't exist. We wouldn't still be here. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be happy. The church wouldn't be working. We wouldn't know. Because all you need is one person who is up somewhere. Then you see what it was like to have. That's why I say to those of you, if you appreciate me, if you hear that I'm dead, let me tell you something. As for me, first of me, I'm not a funeral man. I don't believe much in funerals. I say, if I'm dead, find some wooden... Uh, pieces from one of our projects and just throw me somewhere. Look, when Calvin died, he, he was asked, I think it's Calvin, he asked that he, nobody should know where he's buried. He was buried as a, in an unknown grave, an unknown person. So that nobody will ever come to his graveside to honor him or whatever. Huh. You are now coming with flowers. When we can't see the flowers. I've told them when I die, nobody should show my face to anyone. Should cover my face. Anybody who is bold should bring my face to the, to the church. I will close my eyes like this. You see. Yeah. Try to get a revelation and try to get a revelation in time. And you know what you have. Try to value just the past, the human being. 
You know, like I, I value Bishop Duncan Williams. So these people, I value him just a human being. The person, I value the person personally. And he knows it. He, I value him. No, not even his church. Him. He's very valuable to me. Let the next trouble come, I'll, I'll join you in the trouble so that we take pictures together. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't know about all these things till you get to a certain place and you realize that, look, somebody is even so battered because of what his position is. Fighting for your existence also. Just being there. You see, when my father died, it wasn't like I was seeing him every day, but there's a sense of loss. One time I thought about Archbishop Duncan Williams and I thought to myself, hey, if this man died, even though I don't see him often, it's like as if something is gone. It, it will be something. Yeah. So try to see the value. The person is value of the human being. And recognize that you are, you are not Elijah. You are not this. You are not this. You are Christ. When you see that, uh, then you start to do well. And that has really helped me in my ministry like Kenneth Hagen, like the person Kenneth Hagen. It was, it was not just a person. You know, he was the real to me. It's like everything in my ministry comes from this this person. One day I opened my the gate to my house, I walk in, I saw my the cars in the in the little yard that I have there and so on. And and the Lord said to me, All this is through this person. Because all my work and everything I do is from the anointing. Wow. It's not the anointing that I'm, I'm invited. I've been invited to so many places. I've, I'm trying to juggle what to go and I go to places. I, I'm giving money, different places. I'm invited. They pay me. I'm going to so many places. I can't even arrange it. It's my problem. It's one of my difficulties. Why? It's called the anointing. It's a precious thing that came from somewhere. Hey. So you, you need to get that understanding and revelation. So when as soon as Peter said you are Christ, oh Christ's attitude towards Peter changed completely. And I'll say that even my spiritual attitude towards some of us here, you know, is to even see would even probably be different when you recognize what you are even dealing with. And even in your attitude towards Pastor Joel. I'm not, he has not come to tell me anything, but I'm just telling you what is real. Tell the person next to you, the man knows all about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you don't like my message. Oh. <laughs> Rachel, Pastor Charles, look after you for a very long time. And Kathy, too. He's been driving up and down. As you see yourself as an independent church now. Not that you are independent, but it's like, I mean, you are now. Big, on your own, established with branches. Just been driving up and down, looking after you. And Hannah, oh, you don't think so? He's still doing it. Yeah. Maybe as he's doing it, he even has marital problems because he's looking after all of you. Until you have that revelation, you are not a spiritual church. You are just an institution. One day I was, I was with a certain lady and uh, she was telling me about their church. She said, oh, their church has bought a car. A car. Uh, some Toyota or some... Uh, that's, I mean, by now the car is even not even in existence. So I asked, is the car for the pastor or for the... Of course not! Of course not! It's not for the pastor, it's for the church! For the organization! And we've written the name of the church on the car! I shouldn't have any ideas! Well, look who. I, I tired that by, then now the car is not on the road. By now. Of course not! Of course not! Of course not! Try to get a revelation of the people that God has sent to your life to look after you, to talk to you. To stabilize your life. Their existence. Let me tell you, if Pastor Joel divorces, a lot of you also divorce. You may not know. But when it happens, you say that, ah, if even this, then it means. So, even his existence with his wife is stabilizing you. 
He's not preaching, but just he's existing. I suppose he has a bad marriage and he's forcing because of you. It's like children. So many parents stay together because of their children. They know that if they separate, their children will go off. So they stay together for the children. Say, look, Charlie, let's just be together. I can lie on this side, you lie on this side, and then we'll just be flowing. What do you think? So try to get a revelation. The more progressive your revelation are, the more you yourself are qualified, you begin to get more anointing. And more things are given to you. You watch and see what's going to happen to Peter. Seven characteristics about the revelation that Peter had and which you need to have. Number one, it's an understanding. Number two, it's about Christ. It's a revelation about whom Christ is. Number three, it's about who you are with. You. You see, the beauty of Christ is the power that he gives to you through his servants. Number four, it's about what you are handling. When you even touch the body of an anointed person, even handshake or touch or hug, you have touched something precious. Hey! I will never forget the handshake when I shook the hands of Papa Hagen. I feel, I can feel it. I would give a, I have cufflinks. You know cufflinks? But I have one pair that my father gave me. And I, I, that is a precious cufflink to me. Because my father gave that cufflink to me. It's different from all my other cufflinks. Because I, mean, I don't know anything that my father gave me. I mean, he gave me things, but I, something that I, you know. Precious! John said that which we have handled, we have looked on, we have seen of the word of life. Where's your husband? He couldn't come. Wow. Amen. What do you think? Kojo, are you understanding? Huh? Are you getting the revelation? Yeah. We handle it, we touch it, we know it. So as you get closer, you see, your eyes should get more open and rather than getting dimmer and darker. Because what happens as you get closer to somebody, the spiritual side goes down and then the, another eye over here, which is carnal, starts to see things that are not necessary. And start to say, oh, he has a pot belly. I didn't know. I cannot see the pot belly in his suit. But as I came closer, I realized that, oh, there is a very big pot belly under the t-shirt. Wow, look at what you are now seeing. Is that, is that what you are now seeing? Instead of seeing that, ah, this person is full of faith. This person is full of love. This person this and that. You are now seeing that, oh. Not knowing that there was a pot belly under the t-shirt. The next one about the revelation is that it's not a dream or it's not a vision. It's reality. It's not a dream. It's an understanding and a realization that comes into your life. Then, the next one is that it leads to the highest kind of rank. When you have the greatest understanding, you get the highest rank. Like Peter was made the rock. So the highest possible level of ministry comes when you have the clearest understanding of the person or people that God gives to your life. That, that's when you move higher. Because as soon as Peter had that revelation, he was made the rock. He was made the head. He was made this. He was made that. So the more you have a revelation of a person without adoring him as God, the more higher you go in the ministry. Yes. It's not God, but the greater your revelation of who the person is. And you will see. I don't think rejoiner is God at all. I hear there are websites about him and all kinds of rubbish talk about him and so on. But I, I, I love the... I see the... The person said, this is a father that God has also given to me. That's why his books are different. All, most of the people say, just read that and tell us what is in the books. Reverend Steve Mensah said, he cannot understand anything in the books. I should just read and tell him what is in the books. Because it seems I am able to understand it. <laughs> Amen. It leads to the, it's not a dream, it's a vision. It's not a vi- dream or a vision. It leads to the highest rank. And then, it is the thing that helps you to be close, familiar, 
I mean, close and familiar, but not deceived. Okay? What do you think? Is it a good idea? Yeah. Close, familiar, I mean, but not deceived. And that is the only thing you need to be close to somebody. Close, familiar, revelation. If the person does something that you don't expect the person to do, the revelation that you have. Because I'm sure Jesus will be there and maybe gas, maybe he ate some beans. Do you understand? And then maybe a lot of gas will just come out. If you don't take care, you can easily not think that he's the son of God. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Forgive! I think Jesus didn't eat beans. <laughs> the benefits of a revelation of Christ. Number one, a new name. Thou art Peter. <laughs> you had a new name. Some of us, our names need to be changed badly. But your name can be given to you when you have a revelation. Because a new name means a new life. And a revelation brings new life to you. The next one is a solid state in the ministry. He said, on, on this rock, now you are a rock. You now become solid in ministry. Hey, I see you becoming solid. Amen. How many want to be very strong and solid in ministry? That thing, it comes by knowing and having revelation of individual people. Aquali, what do you think? Is it powerful? Yeah. The next powerful effect, how many want a revelation by now? You should be wanting revelation. Solid, it makes you solid and rocky, rock state solid. And it gives you a new name. Some of you don't know the meaning of your name. Some of you are called Dela. Dela means savior. But some of you don't know that 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 name was given to you after a God who was the savior to who gave you that name. So the savior they are referring to is not Jesus Christ. That's what when they are saying, they say Dela Yesu. It means our Savior Jesus. Dela Yesu. The next benefit of revelation is that God is now going to use you to build something great. What did Peter say? What did Jesus say? On this rock, I'll build my church now. Have you ever wondered why God cannot use you to build much in your town? Perhaps God is going to use you to build a hundred churches and it will come as you get a more real revelation of the person of Christ, of the person that God sends to you. The next one is, it gives you invincibility. The gates of hell shall not prevail. You cannot be defeated. That's why I say we are going to pray this prayer. Open my eyes. How many want God to open your eyes? The gates of hell will not prevail. Gates of hell will come to fight you it will not work. Why? Because you got a revelation. You got a revelation. Now you meet Pastor Joe and you don't just say, oh, hey, Rev, 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 Charlie, how? Okay, so later, later. But you see, it's precious. Precious gifts that God gave to you. You don't treat him as a precious gift and you want to be treated as a precious gift. Your mouth. Next one. It gives you access to private places, secret places, and great places. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Wow! I'm going to give you, you see, when you realize that somebody has realized who he is, who she is, who he or she is dealing with, then you begin to relax. And say, okay, come in. I'll give you a key. Come, help, take my key. Take my key. You can come. That is why it was just in the next Matthew 7, this 16, 17 on, to the Mount of Transfiguration. We are going for more revelations now. The next one is control of heavenly things is given to you. I'll give you the key, keys of the kingdom. What you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So you have control of heavenly things. God now gives you a certain spiritual authority. And the last one is control on earth earthly things. There's a certain control and authority 
you see, that you now begin to have. Why? Because you got a revelation. And I will give you the keys of heaven. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. What do you think? Is it powerful? So it's very important to have two revelations. I told you, right? Did I tell you? When I started, a revelation of Christ and the revelation of the person God has sent you and then a revelation of yourself. Did I give you that? No, no, no. And a revelation of yourself. It's important to have a revelation of yourself. Okay? What do you think? So now we are finished with revelation of Christ and revelation of the people that God gives to you. This one. So number two, we are now moving to revelation of yourself. No, but even before that, the next day, Jesus took Peter to the Mount of Transfiguration. Do you want to read that? Why not? Six days later, six days, only six days, the more revelations are coming. Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun. And his garments became white as light. And behold, Moses and Elijah came talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three tabernacles here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Whilst he was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. When the disciples heard this, they fell down to the ground and were terrified. Huh? See, he's now beginning to know more about who the person is. But when you get to know the person, you know that, hmm, this is also this. More comes. More comes. More comes. Hallelujah. I see you having more revelations. And sometimes our revelation is not deep. That's why a prophet can come and tell you to leave the church. Because you don't know me as a prophet. When I've been prophesying to you for a long time. And all the things I've said have happened. If you like, listen to the camp in this. Listen to the camps we have had here. Like, listen to the, about your lives in America. It's just happening. Or you've not, you've not bothered to listen. What are the camps we've had here? From the, what is your life? Going deeper, doing more. Gates and roads. What, which is the one that we talked about? The honor of men. Yeah. They are mentioning gates and roads, but you don't know what it is. Like video to you. Get the makane. Don't you have I makane here? Is it not for sale? Yeah. All the camps are on it. We are coming up with a new thing called the poemano. Yeah. That one is all Sunday messages and Tuesday series together for all pastors and people who want it. That's a poemano. And then we have the optasio, which is also coming. That's the DVDs. All in sets of series like that. Optasio. Yeah. You see, the high tech people, they don't help me, so I have to help myself. <laughs> What do you think? Hey, revelation is important. Too. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very happy that God showed me who some people are. So that I don't fight them. Especially so that I don't fight them. So that I honor them when they are around. And bestow the honor that they must have. What do you think? Yeah. So in order to do well, you need to have a revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation of the people. That God has sent to your life. Now the next important revelation that you need to have is a revelation of who you are. Yourself. Mercy. Now when you have a revelation of who you are, you become more humble. Because you will discover that you know fine. Who you are, no fine. Is it not true? But we don't have a revelation of that. That's why when somebody tells you something, you start to argue. Husbands and wives are always arguing about what the other person cannot see about himself. You never understand. You never agree. You never see. And that's the true state. is blindness. Because if we could see, when somebody tells you, you are a messy person, you say, oh, God should help me. I'm so messy. No. It is you who brings the mess. That would be your answer. If I am to see the things that you also bring, we will not have peace here. You see? So immediately, you have not agreed to any of the charges. It's because you don't know who you are. Some of you are the most disorganized. 
You see, the way you are is so wild. One day I went to visit somebody. When I got to the house, I said, Ah, these people are very, very poor. Very, 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 very poor. The house looks mulliganos. Do you know mulliganos? They were not poor at all. The wife, super sanguinous, super disorganized. When you have a sanguinous woman in the house, the house is never nice. But I'm sure if you tell her, she'll say, she'll talk, eh? May you have a revelation of yourself from today. How many of you are married? Can I see married hands? Go ahead. Hey, America, you like marriage. If they don't talk to you about sex, then you bring up another thing. Eh? But, but the truth is that you don't like it. And you don't do it. And you only do it when you want to be pregnant. It is true. I said it is true. Or it is not true. <laughs> or what I'm saying, you cannot understand the message. But we don't want to talk about all these things. And we don't say them. And if we say them, we don't agree. Isn't it? But if you can have a revelation of yourself, you will not argue. You will agree on the way. And you say, I beg you, it is true. It is what? True. Now, Paul had a revelation of himself in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Seven revelations of yourself. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicaps and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. I'm reading from the Message Bible. Now I take limitations in stride with good cheer. And these limitations that cut me down to size Abuse, accidents, opposition, and bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. So the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Amen. Amen. Message Bible. Shall I read it again? And he said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard about that, once I heard about the weakness, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and started appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weaknesses. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, Accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. Hallelujah. Amen. So, seven things that you should know about yourself, which Paul knew. Number one, your weaknesses. Number two, your infirmities. What do you think? Are there some infirmities in your life? Are there some weaknesses? But do you admit them? Rarely will a phlegmatic accept that he is slow. When you say phlegmatics, they never accept that I'm very slow in deciding, I'm slow in moving, forgive me. They don't, they don't accept it. Cholerics don't, will not accept that I'm rude. And the way I speak. When you speak that way, you're rude. You just, you just start to give, like, don't be silly. It's not, it's not an insult, it's advice. You start to talk like that at home. I know a sanguine, some couple of sanguinous husbands who admit that they don't know how to control money. That it's better for their wives to control all the money and for the wife to give them small pocket money. But because we, we don't have a revelation of ourselves, you pretend to be the man, but you see, God has not given you that gift. So you should depend on your wife to give you small money every time to use but we don't accept it. The revelation of who you are and what, what you are not. Because some of you are just simply not prospering because of how you manage 
money, even though you are the man. And in the ministry, I have seen just a couple of people who have had that revelation. That one of the dangerous people to employ is a sanguine man. He will always be poor and you will always think you are not paying him well. But it's the way he uses money. He never has anything. Hey, sanguinous man. Do you know sanguine? When I say sanguine, something sanguine. Yeah. I rarely do they accept, but some few they're able to say, you know, as for me, I don't know money. When I hold money, it will get finished. I'll go and buy presents for my wife. And she doesn't want all these presents. I'll go and spend. They just like spending money. And they don't have any, just a good life. And they are very, they look very impressive. And they talk nicely. But they can't manage that. But if you have a revelation of yourself, then you know that, oh, because I'm a phlegmatic, I'm not good to start a church. But if I have to stay in the church faithfully for a long time, I'm good at that. Because as for phlegmatics, they just want to stay at the same condition like that. They are happy with such a job. Repeated job for years and years. No change. The value is the same. They will do it. So if you have, but me, I'm not like that. I can't do such a job. This job, I go at eight, come back. This, no, 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 no. I can't. I'm not like that. And I'm not a sanguine. I'm not a like a just chatting, laughing, jokes. No, I don't like that. No, I'm not like that. I need a sanguine around to lighten the environment where I am. Well, I'm a serious person. Only serious things interest me. Issues that have to be solved. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I can talk for a long time, but it has to be about something serious. That's serious work. But as soon as we shift into some other thing, for a few minutes, I can handle the scores. Ghana scored two nil. This, this, this. After some minutes now, then I'm back to serious things. Projects. Problems. Issues. Uh-huh. Then myself comes. Do you have a revelation of yourself? Huh? Uh-huh. I had to have a revelation of myself to be able to know that I better leave the pastoral work and just go into evangelism. But I realized, I had to saw that, look, brother, you don't have time for this church again. And even the messages I was preaching, that's not what you preach to a church. You see, you cannot drive the church out every day. Go out and evangelize. Every day when they come. You cannot, the church cannot live on that. So that they have to come and feed them, comfort them, soothe them, massage them, rub them. Yeah. But not that it's like you come, then it's like, eh, you must die for God. You have to kill yourself for Jesus. And so, hey. So I have to see myself. One day I was preaching, and it, uh, I think it was a Tuesday, and you know, I just broke down and started weeping. But the reason why I was weeping, you mean, you may know, but the reason why I, was, I felt sorry that I didn't have anything else to say. This is all that I could say. <laughs> I felt so bad. I felt that the people could have something else. But maybe I'm giving them this thing too much. I felt so sad about it. <laughs> hey. You see, you need a revelation of yourself. Of who you are. And especially the ladies. You see, ladies, you are already seen as the weaker inferior vessel so you react greatly to anything negative that is told about you a lot of the people that I work with some of the ladies and so on I'm happy that I'm not married to them because if they were to add emotions to that because I'm their boss I said this, 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 this and finish it's done. But they were to bring. Then we see that the thing is going like this. We can't see. Mercy. Forgive. All right. What are we talking about? Revelation of yourself, your infirmities, your weakness, your reproaches. Mercy. What is a reproach about you? Hmm? Then your necessities means what you lack. 
Number four is necessities. Distress. Some of you have to accept that God has given you some distressing situations. Handicaps. Number six. And number seven, persecutions. All these are realities. Amen. That God has given you. Amen. Now, five benefits of a revelation of yourself. You said you wanted notes and points. So, I have more. Five benefits of a revelation of yourself. Acknowledging that it brings humility, which leads to exaltation. Acknowledging your weaknesses makes way for true power. Acknowledging your weaknesses brings humility. Yes, right. I'm giving you notes. Acknowledging, huh? Acknowledging your weaknesses does what? It makes way for true power. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When you say, okay, I, I'm nothing. Then say, uh-huh. God says, uh-huh. I've been waiting for you to say I'm nothing so that I can be the something in your life. I've been waiting for you to say I'm weak so that I can be your strength. I've been waiting for you to admit the whole thing so that I can bring you the Holy Spirit. Well, you don't ever accept it. So, since you are strong, I've left you to be strong. So, acknowledging your weakness brings power. I have found that when I'm weakest, how many of you sometimes you are going to preach, you realize you have not prepared, you have not this, and that is sometimes when God moves more. That doesn't mean you shouldn't prepare, but I'm telling you that sometimes that is when God does more because you accept that you are really nothing. But sometimes when you've prepared, you don't think you are weak. You think you are strong. And so God also stays back so that you perform. Perform and let's see. Because you are a prepared giant now. Going to perform. To perform. Amen. Are you there? Okay. Then the next one is, it brings humility. And whenever you are humble, God blesses you. He exalts you. Number three. Weakness. Revelation of your weakness removes deception in us which is something that god hates when you accept that you are weak then it means that what god is true and you and you are now accepting the truth the next one is it causes you to become prayerful if you realize that you are weak will you not be prayerful and the next one it leads to confession of sins which is easy to see from heaven's point of view it leads you to confess your sins how many have confessed the sin of fornication recently raise up your right hand okay all right put down your hands anybody else apart from those who have confessed the sin of fornication recently you see the reason you have not confessed is because you don't know yourself especially the brothers You've been walking around lasting after people throughout the whole all these months watching films, saying, seeing things, imagining all kinds, and you won't confess. When Jesus said, if you look upon a woman to last after her, you see, you, you have not got a revelation of how shameful you are in true reality. If you have a revelation of how shameful you are, you cannot stay for one week without confessing all these terrible aspects of you how many have confessed the sin of jealousy recently i mean the last few weeks jealousy okay put that in your hand. apart from these few anybody else jealousy you see you have not seen yourself you can't see yourself how jealous you are how many have confessed the sin of hate, hate, hatred before you lift your hand Remember that he that hated his brother is a murderer. So, how many have confessed the sin of hatred and murder recently? Let's say the last one month. Raise your hand. Uh-huh. The same jealousy people are also the murderers. Now, the rest of you don't have a revelation of how hateful you are. And in this book, Rejoiner wrote, he had, he saw James. And when James looked at him, James bowed his head down. And he said, you are ashamed. Because when you come to the master, your shame is revealed. And until you come out and acknowledge your shame of who you are, what you really are, you'll never be free. So when we come out and we acknowledge our shame, 
then God is able to come into our lives and lift us up. Jesus is trying to come into your heart. He's knocking at the door of your heart. He's trying to bless you. And he's trying to come in so that he can make a difference in your life. Stand to your feet, everybody. All right. Lift your hands. Thank Jesus for his word, his blessing, his spirit. In the name of Jesus. Ask God. Three, listen, everybody look at me. Three prayers. First one is Ephesians. Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Second one is Elisha's prayer. Open my eyes. Third one is Revelations. Anoint my eyes. Lift your hand and pray these three prayers. That I may see Christ and I may see the people that have been sent to me. That I may become invincible, strong, powerful, anointed. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.